Hey, thanks so much for joining the Live for a Purpose podcast. I am your host, Big Kev, and I cannot thank you enough for stopping by. Giving me a minute of your time means more to me than you would ever imagine, because time's one of those things we don't get back. So thank you so much for seeing enough in me to give me at least a moment of your time, and because of that, your family. So pull up a chair, enjoy. We got a great show for you tonight. We got a couple social media influencers and also dear friends of mine talking a little bit about how to navigate around the social media world and FOMO and giveaway communities and all kinds of different things. So we're excited, excited that you're here. And we can't thank you enough. If you are new, welcome. Uh, my name is Big Kev, CEO and founder of Laugh for a Purpose. We are a mental health advocacy group that is here to show you love, show you support, and just show you that it's okay not to be okay and you're never alone. So make sure you check us out on all the social medias. Facebook is not a social media. It is the pits of hell. So we are not on Facebook, but we are on all other social media. Check us out at Laugh for a purpose and we are now live on twitch so make sure you are going to check our twitch channel out we are having some fun times over there great conversations doing a lot of things check out our youtube page we're growing that and soon we're really going to start focusing a lot more on tiktok we're going to get out there and just change the world and change that stigma around mental health so thank you so much for coming i truly truly appreciate it and I do want to thank a, uh, a sponsor that we have of our show. Um, it's Jordan Skinny Mixes. So if you don't know about Jordan Skinny Mixes, they're an unbelievable, unbelievable company that makes some of the best mixes. And it's I use them for my coffee. So I found Jordan Skinny Mixes when I was trying to change my whole lifestyle, right? I wanted to make sure that I could still enjoy those drinks those those iced coffees with great flavoring and not do it without sugar and do it without sugar and it was a struggle because i found out that there was always this bad aftertaste or the companies that did um sugar-free they just didn't have the flavors and it was just really hard for me to find anything and then i found uh what's called jordan skinny mixes and i saw they had flavors like maple uh, bourbon they have maple donut they had glazed donut and I wondered like how can you get these products and make them sugar-free and taste good well I'm telling you they did it they were able to do it they developed products um, that just make you feel like you're getting that top-of-the-line coffee and like the very sweet fruit uh, for their teas and their mixed drinks and they really do it better so make sure that you check out Jordan Skinny Mixes. And they are at skinnymixes.com. And you can check out their link. Use the link that I post on our website, which is laughforapurpose.com, and get yourself a discount. Or when you're checking out, make sure you use the code LAUGHFORAPURPOSE. Again, they make these drinks it's 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 one of the most unreal things and i'm not saying it because they've joined with us and i do affiliate but they really truly do empower you to make healthier choices full of flavor and fun from coffee to cocktails and everything in between no sacrifice needed make sure you explore all their different products lines today at skinnymixes.com oh and i know why you're here you aren't here for all this hubbub and all this show you are here for 
one reason and one reason only for Big Ev's Joke of the Week. Go get your friends, go get your family, go down the street, make a left, and then go under that little underpass right there, and then turn to the right. Up on the top of the hill, there's a little house there, and you've never got her. So knock on the door, tell Esther that I'm getting ready for the joke. I'll wait. Do, 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 do. All right. Hey, Esther and everybody else. Thanks for joining the Laugh for a Purpose Big Kev's Joke of the Week. Have you ever seen a car that had zero tires? It's totally unwheel. <laughs> unwheel. <laughs> So, guys, like I said, we've got a great show for you tonight. We've got a couple friends of mine. Uh, Kevin, who goes on Twitter uh, as Proof in the Doof. We've got Jamie Timber, who is all over every social media platform at Jamie Timber. And what they do that I've met them is through Twitter is they're a part of what's known as a giveaway community where they do contests and raffles and giveaways. Jamie's a big foodie as well. Kevin's really big into crypto, so they do a whole lot, but they understand the value of community and they understand the rights and the wrongs of social media. So I am honored and excited about this show. So do me a favor, get as loud as you can for my friends, Jamie and Kevin. All right, Kevin, or otherwise known as Proof in the Doof, we will get to where in the hell that name came from, and um, normally we would say Jamie or J. Timbray, but we're going with uh, J-Dog or J-Bot today, just because that's what we do. But welcome, guys. I appreciate it. I know both of you are extremely busy in your personal life, so to give us a little bit of your time is much appreciated, so thank you guys for coming on. Thank you. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Now, we've talked, we, we've met, we kind of did a collaboration with a giveaway, um, you know, and I think I think even before that collaboration, I think we share a pretty large, significant amount of our community. You know, they're, they're kind of, I think, um, good people go to good communities. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, the, we share a lot of the same people. So I started talking to you guys, and we started talking about mental health, what I believe in, the anxiety through giveaways and social media in general, and that's kind of what we decided to talk about. Um, but before we dive into that, I want, I want to start with you, Kevin. Um, I do want to know, first of all, where did Proof in the Doof come from? I've never asked you that. <laughs> proof in the Doof. So my son is uh, 10, about 10 and a half right now. When he was three we uh, had an incident where he was really upset with a kid at his Montessori. And he said, I went and I told him, I told the teacher exactly what he said. And it was the truth. And I, t I told him and they didn't believe me. And I go, did you know exactly what happened and where it happened? And he said, yeah. And I go, did you say anything? And he goes, no, I just told him. I go, well, sometimes you have to have a little bit of proof just to back up what you're saying. And then he gave me this look like this, and he goes, Dad, everyone knows the proof is in the doof. <laughs> and for some reason, in that moment, it stuck with me and made me laugh. Like, that's a pretty funny name, and it, it has a lot of meanings. So from that time, every company I've had, I've started naming it that ridiculous proof in the doof. But it sticks with it. you. 
<laughs> I, I love it. Always wondered what it meant, but I love it. And um, so, Jamie, you guys in the community that you're in Twitter, it's we're all embedded um, in what's known as the giveaway community of Twitter. How did you, Jamie, get involved with this? Well, actually, about when I, I joined Twitter 2008, roughly 2012-14, I started doing a Thanks giveaway every year around the holidays. We would do, you know, an Xbox, a laptop, took a few years off in between, but that's really when I started doing the giveaways. And then, you know, a few years ago, followers started growing, people got more interested, um, you know, supplying one gift, giveaway or gift for a large audience doesn't appeal as greatly as offering several. So it just kind of, you know, grew exponentially from there, but um, just always trying to find different ways to, you know, create entry methods, you know, say something, do something, create actionable tasks behind the entries, um, something a little more meaningful than a draw. Right. And how about you, Kevin? How'd you get involved with the giveaway community? Oh, man. Who knows? I just came on. <laughs> I had a Twitter account for a long time, and I was in between uh, a contract job for, for writing and I just came on Twitter just to kind of waste some time and see uh, I've just been getting into crypto quite a bit. So I started doing some research and then I'm like, look at all these giveaways. This is unbelievable. And then as I started uh, entering some of them and kind of getting uh, immersed in that community, I saw some weird things. I'm like, whoa, this guy's lying. This person's lying. This person is saying one thing and then never following through on it. So I just started to see a pattern. And I was like, no one's really consistently bringing these things up because there's so many of these giveaways that in the same thing that's happening with society and technology, we're just moving on to the next thing over and over and over. We don't have time to address something. We might know it's there, but we don't have the time or ability to care about it. We've just moved on to the next thing. And the giveaway community represents that the most because there's just so much, if you want to call it, uh, inventory. And I spent so much time entering giveaways, like almost losing my wife time entering on giveaways nonstop because I saw there was, you know, there's something there. Like there is something here. I just got to figure it out. And then I just started to kind of post things like, you know, just so you know, this is a fake giveaway. Oh, by the way, this person's lying. Hey, they never followed through on this. And it started to kind of spiral into uh, what the channel initially was, which was exposing things that uh, weren't real in that market. Because it's such an unregulated segment that you're either new to crypto or you're new to NFTs. So you're trusting these promoters and they're promoting things that for the most part, you don't have that much idea about anything behind it, the utility, the project, the roadmap, and you're just trusting them. So, that's how I started is by kind of exposing uh, these fakes and it just kind of really took off uh, from there. And then eventually that turned into these projects being like, Hey, would you like to help promote mine? And I was like, wow, you want some positivity too on my channel? Sure. Right. So it kind of became a balance of, of both those things uh, from that time. And that's really, I remember that's kind of how I met you. Um, you know, there was some drama going on between two giveaway people. Um, and I got kind of pulled in the middle of it and I reached out to you. I was like, 
yo, mm-hmm. you know, I see you're neutral and, and that's how you and I became friends. And, and with Jamie, it was, I actually reached out to Kevin first about you because I was like, this guy is doing something I've not seen. He, he really does community and really values community. Um, I was like, and he was like, let's do something together. But do you get, Jamie, do you get this anxiety or do you get this feeling like you have to keep doing this? Like, you know, I haven't done a giveaway in the past couple hours. I need to throw something out there. Like, um, do you feel that sense of urgency or do you just kind of roll with it? I'd say I definitely roll with it. You know, one thing I didn't mention before is, you know, I initially started the giveaways. It was really to promote my brand, myself, my businesses, and it kind of morphs into that community aspect that you see now. And uh, one thing that did draw me to Kevin here was just that, you know, he was helping to add some accountability to the space that has very little. But um, in terms of, you know, pressure to do giveaways, I don't really see a lot of that or feel a lot of that. I see a lot of people asking for help. That's where I feel the pressure. And, and you touched on that a little bit earlier. But um, with the giveaways that I do regularly, I'm just trying to keep it interesting and fresh. You know, the flash cash is relatively new. I'll change that up eventually as well, adding in some movie tickets, some fun snacks, things that people like, ask for suggestions. You know, it's summer, people want to grill, doing some grills, finding things that people are interested in and and uh, turning it into a way to make it a little bit more fun, I guess. Yeah. And, and it's funny you mentioned a movie ticket because – you posted that you saw Jurassic Park and you're going to give, you know, you know, and you guys, everybody who does a giveaway, they do it different. 24 hours, six hours, eight, whatever. But you did like eight hour giveaway for a movie ticket. And within seconds, a troll commented underneath it about all oh, eight hours for a movie. Like, you know, how it was just, it was an asinine comment, first of all. Um, but for either of you who want to take that, does when you have trolls, because I know they comment on y'alls, um, because hurt people hurt people, um, but does that get to you? And if, no, if not, how do you let it roll off your shoulders? How do you keep that away from you? Yeah, I can take that first. Uh, yeah, well, with it's two parts for me. So let's say that the times that I'm posting a, a scam, I kind of incorporated a scam into a giveaway where I was uh, saying this person is an imposter. Here's the evidence. And by the way, I'm also giving away money uh, in order to help everyone report them and maybe get them off this platform or get them to kind of, you know, pivot in a, in a different direction. Um, so I would get a ton of hate messages. The amount of hate messages that we get each time I post a scam, whether it's within the comment section of that post, whether it's bots, whether it's DMs, which were constant, maybe going and creating these fake accounts of proof of the doof, you know, posting these different things. So that was a big, it was so much that I almost couldn't be offended. You know, it wasn't one or two things. Sometimes when it's just a, a big amount of things like that, you tend to be like, ah, you know, there's only so much I could do. Maybe I'm doing something right that it's, that it's created this much of, a, of an uproar. Um, but I'm generally good about avoiding that and kind of seeing uh, the good things that are posted uh, and balancing that out. So for me, it doesn't affect me as much because I started pretty heavy on the hate side. Uh, I was just getting them nonstop. So, well, yeah. What about you, Jamie? Does it- say that, yeah, I was just going to add, you know, 
I didn't start that same way. And in fact, that last kind of troll comment was really one of the first that I've had. I know it's something we've kind of discussed a little bit, but, um, you know, I found it a little bit bothersome because I'm not used to that. I don't go out there looking for that energy. And, you know, I ask for feedback. I put out good vibes and that's usually what I get back. So it definitely caught me off guard to get that. And, uh, you know, typically I'd rather just shut it down and black it out. Literally. <laughs> right. 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 No, he, I, I will be honest with you, Jamie. He's like, Oh, that's that guy who's with, uh, proof and uh laugh for a purpose so he's he's target now so <laughs> we brought you that hate um uh, along with the hate one of the things that i've realized too is i've done a few giveaways and only one have i ever done a money giveaway and that was to help um actually proof son um, you know, that was one of the favorite things I've ever done on Twitter. If I quit everything today, that'd be one of my shining moments that, and somebody get a tattoo with my logo, but Hey, uh, <laughs> but I do giveaways of different things. Like we just finished up a giveaway that I tagged you all in of just some of our merchandise. I've done my painting giveaways, just different things. And the minute you say giveaway, there are a lot of people who don't read anything else. Yep. They just do giveaway. I actually have even done things where I said, it's so cool to see Proof do a giveaway and put my name in it. And people comment, congrats, 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 because they think I won, right? It's just people don't pay attention when you hit the word giveaway. They just drop their cash tag and go. Does that bug you all? Like, it's like you put your time and effort in getting the sponsor, if there is a sponsor, or getting the prize, like you've done laptops and giveaway. Yeah. I mean, a giveaway isn't just I post, I'm going to take money out of my wallet. Right. So does it bug you when people don't really pay attention or maybe read the rules to it? Uh, for, for me, I was, so I started on the giveaway side, being one of them, entering as many as I could to try to understand the process, what's right, what's wrong, what's the rhythm of this. So I get it because the quicker you are, with these the more you enter the more you enter the higher chance you have of winning so i get it i wish i didn't get it as much because there is a lot that's overlooked and i think you start to build your real community based on the ones that are reading those and they're responding and you're like wow this person gets what i'm doing and then you'll have your things mixed in which are when will you notice me when is it my turn you know uh i just I just need you to see this, check your DMs, you know, these things, which it pulls away from the feeling of the giveaway. Cause it's a great feeling to be giving away money. There, there's a, such a nice uh, rhythm to that. And people that don't, I guess, respect that rhythm. It definitely makes you feel a certain way. It can, it can be uh, annoying. And a lot of hosts mention that too, by the way. Yep. So, Jamie, and, and you can refuse to answer this. Is there that? Is there the one thing that just like I really wish people wouldn't do that? Is because I I hear the whole thing that Kevin just said. I wish you would notice me. <laughs> I hear I hear that's just one of the things that you all hate seeing. And and when I say hate seeing, Jamie, I don't mean I hate seeing it. It pisses me off and bugs me, but it weighs on you. Like, does it not weigh on you when you see you're giving away $30 and then somebody posts a picture of their fridge that's empty? 
or their kids that, you know, can't eat. But that's got to, because I know you as a person, and I know if you could, both of you guys would help every single person in the world. But it's not feasible. So does it get to you after a while seeing all these sad stories and all these please notice me? I guess I'd say, I mean, certainly the stories do. Some of them can get very personal and, um, you know, at times very dark. Um, and of course we can't give financially to everyone, but I feel like what I can do is I can give my time. I can give my energy. I can speak to them. And, you know, if somebody says, Hey, do you see me? Can you do something for me? And I always respond and I'll say, yeah, I do see you. If there's something, you know, if you want to talk, if there's something else I can do, if I'm able to give them a little something, I will. But I think just taking the time to acknowledge that person, uh, you know, does go a ways. You're re- yeah, you're really great with that. Get Kev, you are yeah. too. And I just thought of some stuff just to interject with that. You know, there's we all have kind of rules sometimes when we put for the for the giveaways. And um, like my wife, for example, loves the creativity and the responses, uh, and she thinks a lot of the conversation creates more of the community, which I know that you guys a- agree with too. And we're all looking for engagement. Uh, so anytime someone is able to spend their time kind of understanding what you're doing and, and giving you a thoughtful response, it just makes you want to engage with them even more. Whereas if they're just posting something that goes directly to their needs, although we, we care about what their needs are, we tend to care about it more if they're engaging and we have that you know one-on-one connection. That personally makes me want to help even more. Have you, either of you experienced, because I have, right? So like I said, I don't help financially. You all know we're, you know, I'm single, single income, married and three kids and grandbaby on the way. You know, I live paycheck to paycheck. So I don't help financially, but sometimes at my DMs, I may, right? And that's between me and whoever. Sometimes people will post, thank you so much, Laugh for a Purpose, for helping us. And then I'll get bombarded with people saying, oh, you just helped a grifter. Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever helped someone that people were mad that you helped them? And how do you deal with that? I know yeah. you have, Kevin. I've seen that. Yeah, Jamie, you want to go? <laughs> let, me, let me filter through mine. But, yeah, maybe Jamie wants to take that one. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I see a lot of people saying, I wish that was me or when will it be my turn? I don't see a lot of comments about the grifters, but I also, you know, I kind of stick to a formula with my giveaways. I don't pay for a service to pick people because that money can go towards a winner. I, you know, I use an app, I plug it all in Excel and I let Excel decide. Very simple, quick. And I just stick to the rules, you know, and uh, I always tell everyone eventually your luck will change. Eventually it'll be your turn. Uh, and, uh, you know, especially if they take the time to cultivate that kind of personal connection with me and the rest of the community, I think that exposure helps too. And your, your giveaways, yeah, that's a great point. Your giveaways are set up in such a unique way that, you know, I did a poll a while back that says, how many giveaways are you entering a day? And the number one answer was uh, 80 to 100 with even more than that being listed on many occasions. And how many screenshots do you have on your phone of proof of notifications? These answers were unbelievable. So if you think about how many they're entering, how often they're doing it, what their attention span is while they're doing it, then all of a sudden you see this giveaway 
for Nick's ice cream. And you're forced to have to change that kind of subconscious routine that you're going through entering these things. So it's so unique that you do that because it really makes people need to take a step back and slow down and kind of humanizes them. And you can see that full force with your community. You get responses, you get uh, personal stories, uh, really great conversations. So it's, it's the most unique. Uh, I don't even yeah. call you a giveaway host. I don't know. I just want to call you J-Bot. Like, I, I think that's <laughs> you are. You're J-Bot. Because you're not, you're not a typical. You. I almost think it's an insult to call you that because all, all you're doing is, I mean, you're playing many roles. You're, you're, a, you're a therapist. You're listening <laughs> to them. You're a, you're a foodist. You know, yep. all these things which are uh, more typical of real life, right? So you're bringing a big portion of that to twitter and uh, it's it's very clear it's, it's by far one of my favorite I appreciate days. that i think it's good to take that moment as a host and you know as an entrant to kind of slow down and yeah. you know learn something new do something different engage with something that might be of interest to you so changing that formula does kind of you know have an impact i think ultimately so do you guys how important is that quantity how important is that following number to you two? Because to some people, it's everything. Just, I mean, the, the, when I see people say, when I see giveaway hosts, oh, I'm going to do a big giveaway as soon as I hit 3,000 followers. Oh, we're going to do a big giveaway when I hit 7,000 followers. Like that following count is important. Yeah. So, and the problem is society makes that number important, Right? Even with me, right? I had like 22,000 and then Twitter got rid of a lot of bot following, right? And it brought me down right under 20,000, okay? I had a Zoom meeting the next day with a potential sponsor for the show. And one of the things I offered him was a 20 plus thousand Twitter account. Mm. Because at the time he reached out at 22,000, I reached out to Jamie really quick. Like, dude, I don't know what to do. Ironically, Scott does a giveaway, put my name on it, and we hit it. So I can't sit there and say, because as much as I like to say quantity is valued over, or quality is over quantity, because I truly believe that, there was a time in my life just two days ago that quantity meant something, because the last thing I wanted to do is go into a meeting and have a Zoom meeting like we're on with a corporate sponsor and say, I'm sorry, I had 20000 I have 19 now, right? right? So there are situations where that number is a factor. Um, but for you guys, does it play a big role? Is it something that you're looking at every day and you're you're thinking about, or is it just come and go as it happens? I think I mentioned to you guys in our DMs, I just started with the promotions, you know, working with other hosts this year recently, and I'm seeing a huge fluctuation in that follower account. It's really hard to gauge both engagement and accurate levels of followers when I'm doing those promotions with other people. But um, I look at it as an indicator of, you know, what's the power of my message? What's the quality of my content? What's the level of my engagement with the audience. That's why I kind of look at it. You know, if there's a drop, if there's a spike, those are things I, I appreciate for what they are, but it doesn't define the community that I have. So I think as with anything else, you know, numbers are an indicator. 
Yeah, completely agree with that. And I haven't cared. Like, I have never reached a, like 20 or 30 or 40 and, and celebrated it because it's really those numbers are not an indication of who's actively engaged. Like, for me, I'm, uh, I fluctuate from like 55 to 58 down to like 52,000 now. But there's only really 3,000 uh, at most, maybe 3,500 at times, who are active, dare to have my notifications on. And that's the real community. That's, that's the one that's going to be there. You might lose 100 here or there. Uh, so caring about the overall number, it, it's kind of more of a fluff thing. And I explain that to a sponsor that comes and says, well, we might be going with, with this person. They, they tend to have more of a reach. Well, do they? Do they have more of a reach? Do you, are you looking at their comments? Are you looking at the amount of retweets versus the amount of likes? Because of so many of these posts, so many are using bots now. It's just started the trickle effect where one person is doing it in order to compete with that person, maybe get a sponsor. You have to start doing it too. So that's kind of now the new problem in yeah. the giveaway industry is well, look at how many retweets and likes they've got. Well, as someone who's done promos with these hosts, and, and Jamie can attribute to it as well, you may get 10,000 retweets and then somehow net gain 700, 800 followers. That, that's because they're using bots. So those numbers are inflated. Tomorrow I can, I can inflate things with 10 hosts to 100K. But is it really worth it? Because it just matters about your community and who's active. So I don't care at all. Yeah, the I, I love the you know I love when I post something and and it stirs up conversation and I and I try to do that right. So I'm involved in these things called Twitter communities too, right? And um, usually I'm only allowed in Twitter community for about six weeks, and then whoever runs it kicks me out. Um, it's true because I will be in there and I will do a question of the day. And I'll do a little poll and I'll ask, how often are you in a community? One time and one time only, fully engaged. And 90% of the communities out there, everybody post and go. And they don't even engage. And right. I start making that abundantly clear to all these communities that I'm invited in. That have, they want to keep growing. Look at our growing. I'm like, you have 60,000 people in your community. Great, but no one comments on anything. Um, right. And usually when I make that aware, they, they ask me to leave, uh, which is fine. <laughs> but with me, if I post something that I find meaningful and I don't get the feedback, I sometimes take it personally, but that's my that's me, okay? That, that's my mental health. That's, that's something. What about you guys? What if you post something that you're excited about, you, you're ready for the engagement, but the engagement isn't really there. Does that affect you on a mental level at all? Are you able to separate that or does it bug you? Uh, for me, uh, it used to, uh, I would say on, on two sides of it from, if it's, if it's about a scam, I tend to care a little bit more because there's a lot of research that's put into each one of those before I reveal it. There's a lot of uh, checking with people that have gone through things, getting screenshots. So when I post it, it's like, Hey, I've done my research. I want you guys to be aware of this. 
so that you can spend less time entering these fake giveaways, potentially getting your wallet drained by doing anything. So I, I do care about how much uh, interest or feedback I get for those. For the, for the regular giveaways, unless it's something like what we just did, like I cared a lot about, about that because it involved you guys. But if I'm doing it on, on my own and posting it, it's not too much of a, of a big deal to me if there's not uh, a ton of engagement. I mean, I care for the sponsor, for them to reach uh, maybe some goals that I kind of estimated for them. But, uh, you know, it can, there's so many things that can affect that. So you can't really expect consistency from there. Uh, yeah. I agree. That makes sense. I think I, I would agree that I care about the sponsor as well, especially working with some of the larger companies. You want to get them those good results. But I think with independent giveaways that I do, you know, I'd always say to my followers, the giveaways are for you. Whether there's 10 people entering or there's 10,000, you know, for you guys. But of course, you know, when I'm posting things about food or business or things that interest me, I want my audience to be equally invested. You know, that content's for everyone that's in that community. But, um, you know, I guess you got to take them as they come, you know, (laughs) not everyone's going to love everything. And um, I'm still learning how to, you know, branch into new categories and try new things too. So um, some of the most engaged posts I've had have been about things, you know, random adventures with my niece or, you know, a wild night out. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Do you, and do either of you guys deal with or, uh, suffer from, um, FOMO? Like if you're off of Twitter for two or three days or, or two or three hours in some senses, do you get that fear of missing out? Do you, do you, or do you guys, are you guys able both to take self care time and time away from social media. No, I, I will take that one first. I wouldn't think that I would care in my, let's say in real life, if you give me a similar situation, I'm generally happy for those that got to experience it. For some reason, I do care when it comes to, to Twitter uh, and I'm gone. Like recently I've been, you know, four or five days away and I've come back and I've just missed so many things. And I do, I care because it's, it's, it's one of these dichotomies where you have a Twitter family and you have your actual real life family. One or the other is going to take away from each other. If you're spending time on Twitter, you're definitely spending time away from your family. And there's times when you need to be eyes to the screen. You're literally in a conversation, but there's also something happening in real life. So being able to kind of balance that and say, hey, I'm actually in a conversation to the person that's right next to you who thinks they're in a conversation with you. It's good to take breaks, but you miss out on a lot. There's a lot. You miss out on three, four hours on Twitter. You, you've missed so many things. There could be a drama. There could be someone that's messaged you, that's tagged you. You have no idea that they've tagged you. And now you have all these other notifications. And then they're left feeling a certain way, too. So I do, I do care about those things, especially when I can't get to them in a plain chase. Well, I, I guess for me, I don't really uh, feel that anxiety about leaving Twitter because I just don't. <laughs> I'm always on. Um, and I feel kind of that pressure to do that because, um, you know, I've got somebody updating me about their hospital visit or how their birthday went or, you know, any of those things. And um 
you know, I want to stay on top of those conversations, especially the direct messages. Those are important to me because these are people that are taking time to explain things to me personally that I've, you know, promised that I would, you know, stay up to date with. But, um, you know, I also try to space out my content because I feel a lot of pressure to respond to everyone. So I can't, I don't post 10 times a day because I'll never get to everybody in those cases. And if I, you know, if I let something slide, then people feel ignored or, and that's just, uh, that's something I have a hard time dealing with myself. What about, and, and you know, one thing that I've seen a trend of lately, um, because there in our circle, there's a lot of drama, right? And, and there's people who feel it's their obligation to call out other people and there are people who feel like it's okay to do this and that. And, and I just try to stay out of it. But one thing a lot of times I'm seeing and a lot lately is, I don't want to say bullies, but people trying to defend what they're doing by saying, hey, don't forget, this is an app. This is the internet. This isn't real life. And that offends me to my core. Because when I did the giveaway for Kevin's son, when I promoted anti-bullying, when I... When I had a conversation and, and some of the stuff that happened during that giveaway, the re- the Twitter world doesn't know. But I had a conversation with Kevin's son. And I tried to encourage him and gave him some inspirational words. And that bonded Kevin and I more than anything. Just like if somebody would do something for my child. They're in my life forever, right? So when I look at Kevin and then when... You, do the giveaway with you, the three of us, we became friends. You know, I have a passion of bourbon, right? Bourbon is one of my things. And I got to share that with you guys. I got to share celebrating things with my family. So to me, if Kevin called me and said, Hey, I need help. Or if Jamie called me and said, I need help. I'm on a plane and I'm coming because to me, you guys, I met on Twitter, but you're my friends so when you see people say remember it's just an app this isn't real life how does that make you feel because to me it is real life i agree with you and i see i've seen in both of your communities people say several times different people saying you know this is a place where i feel safe or this is one of the only places where i feel okay and i think those are really strong and powerful comments so i think that's an indicator as well yeah, I would say I, I totally get that because, I mean, for me, what that whole correct thing that was happening every single day in life and solutions were coming from you, let's say Twitter, but they were coming from you that affected my real life. Some, I, I think that some people have that viewpoint who um, maybe sometimes are trying to deflect or they've kind of created a, a persona on there. And in order to get away from it, they're able to say something like that. Like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't real life. This is just something that I'm doing on here or don't take it into real life. Right. But you know, the things that you're saying there, you're, you're, you're digesting them in real life. You're not just feeling these things and leaving them on the app. They're, they're going with you places. You know, so so it definitely is interaction. These are real people. They just happen to be communicating through an app. 
So I, I tend to say that sometimes um, in a different way. I think I have a different viewpoint on it, but it for sure, it, it, it absolutely is, is real life, especially when you're spending so much time on it with people that you care about, you know? If you had an opportunity to change one thing on Twitter, what would it be? Wow. Just one, huh? Just one. <laughs> I don't know. Jamie, you got a quick answer for that? I would have to. I mean, I'd like to see more accountability and more transparency from Twitter side, not just for the giveaways, but I think there needs to be some more, I don't know, to put it delicately or not delicately, discipline, I guess. Um, you know, I think there's already a lot of unkindness on social media. Of course, we've all experienced it. We've all seen it in our communities and externally. And other platforms do a relatively good job of managing a lot of that stuff. And Twitter just kind of leaves it to the people. And I think that cr can create some, you know, dangerous situations. And um, so I'd like to see, you know, just some accountability from them, some enforcement, particularly with giveaways, particularly with, um, you know, the verification process with, uh, you know, moderation. I think that'd be really helpful as a start. Yeah, that's a great point. I would definitely agree with that one. Uh, for me, I, I promote a lot of NFT projects and it creates a, a paper trail of exactly when they started promoting their roadmap, the people they've communicated with, where the money's going. It's basically gathering evidence. So when one of these uh, companies, one of these NFT projects goes in and rugs everyone, takes all their money, all the evidence is there. All the contact information is there. It's all on the block on the blockchain. You've got a perfectly developed case right in front of you. And then you're going and you're like, no one can help. No one can do anything. There's not that person who, I mean, in a lot of ways, we do Twitter's job, what should be a job at Twitter for them, seeking these people out, gathering evidence. Uh, having people's stories, having people's screenshots, having them willing to want to help. And when they're in that situation, they really want a resolution because they've, they've lost money. They've lost hope. They thought they could count on something. They're very invested in the NFT project. I mean, we've just had that recently, Kev, yeah. uh, with, with some of our friends. And it's a, it's yeah. a devastating thing. You're spending all your time going into spaces. You're doing research. You're, you're gathering people to come help this project that you believe in so much and since it's so unregulated they could just take that money and leave and there is something that can be done about it but they're not doing anything about it so for me that is a, a big frustration it's like one of the main reasons i started my, my page and when you have i mean I, i'm estimating this number but it's probably even higher about 97%, maybe 98% of the NFT promoters are scam promoters. One way or another, they're doing something behind closed doors, which is just getting them money. They don't really care about the projects. So the industry as a whole has this vibe to it, and it always has, that, hey, it's okay to steal in a way. It's okay to kind of trick people in a way. 
it's built in culture to that community right now. So I want to change that because it's not acceptable. It's crime. It's fraud. A lot of the, and Jamie's brought this up too. A lot of these giveaways are actual fraud that's taking place. That's recorded. That's provided to you right in front of there. And there's no follow-up on it. If there was follow-up on it, I think it would create twice the amount of interest, twice the engagement, and a level of transparency, which would create more community uh, right. from it. So that's a big frustration for me. I feel like we just picked a, you guys both picked a fine wine and I'm grabbing Boone's Farm because I'm like, I just want an edit button. Let's talk about the edit button, though. There, so... I've don't don't tell me Twitter crazy. Blue does it because I paid for Twitter Blue and it gives you 30 <laughs> seconds to reread that shit. That's not an edit button. But it does? You it gives you 30 seconds to reread it and it's the most annoying thing too because you'll post and you're done and it's like... Okay, yeah. <laughs> Kev's like, shoot. I, I, have a, <laughs> I have a capital on one of my words. That I, <laughs> I, I hate the... I, I need an edit button. But but what you were saying, what what you were saying about, you know... The fraud and all that. Like, I realize that. And I think one of the reasons, besides having people like you guys in my corner, I think one of the reasons why Baskets for a Purpose does so well, besides what it does, is I post my Amazon. I clip my Amazon. You sent me $300. I just spent $300. I've clipped my times I've spent $1,200 on postage, right? You're getting videos of the kids opening these things. I'm showing the pictures. And, and what's really crazy is Twitter is only 10% of my baskets. It's like 60% of my funding, but it's 10% of my baskets. My listeners who are listening, I have 20,000, 21,300 people right now as of this second following me on Twitter. But there's 72 to 73,000 people listening to us talk. A lot of them on our social media. Right. So there's pictures and stuff you guys don't get to see that I get because a lot of families don't want their kids pictures out there, which I'm okay with that. But I think that transparency hits the nail on the head because people love the baskets for a purpose. And part of it is they actually get to see what's happening. Mm -hmm. They get to see the baskets. They get to see, like I clip all my receipts and everything. Um, so I think transparency is key for what you guys do. Now, I'm going to be honest, from the outside looking in, and I don't know if you guys realize this, but I talk to a lot of people. Um, some of the people, you know, it's I'm one of those places where people don't win giveaways. I still send encouragement to them. Uh, and they, I get a lot of DMs, right? Um, I will answer every one of my DMs. So unfortunately, there's a fictitious idea when they see giveaway people when they see jamie giving something away or they see you giving something away a lot of people look at you guys as the rich guys who give money away right your true community knows you your true community knows your heart and know you but for the people who just see you guys as giving money away what do you want them to know about you Solid, solid question. Um, yeah, that's a good one, Kev. I mean, it, there's a feeling when you're giving money away. It is, uh, Scott said this recently, it's very addictive. It feels really great. Um, there's, 
reasons why each person does what they do. Um, maybe, you know, on Jamie's side, it's going to be a little different than, than on my side. Uh, I like bringing awareness to legit NFT projects and also bringing awareness to ones that you might want to stay away from and the signs for why, why you want to stay away from them. So when I give away money, it's, it's a kind of purpose to bring attention to those things. So I'm really just giving away the money in order to be like, hey, let's get some engagement with this. There's going to be a prize at the end. But the knowledge for me is more important than, than the prize itself. Now, when you're giving away the prize and it happens, you feel amazing, especially if it's a big winner and you're coming to give them away. But that comes with so much negativity tied to it. Um, that it does sometimes you, you have to kind of detach yourself. At least I do, because it's like, well, when, when will I be picked? I've been entering your giveaways for, for months and I've never won. Uh, well, I'm or even on the winning tweet. They're like, when, when's it my turn? When, you know, when's it? And I, and I don't think that's appropriate. It's time to celebrate someone winning and it's time to kind of digest everything that's happened from that specific giveaway. But we're just so used to moving on. Everyone is just so used to moving on to the next thing and the next thing that the process of giving away money is, it's a really convoluted thing because every time I give away money, I know that I'm going to get pictures of people's situation in my DMs. And I personally have to keep my DMs open because there's a lot of scams that are reported to me. There's a lot of things that I'm made aware of. So I have no choice but to see it. So the guilt that comes with the giveaway always is a little bit more than the feeling I get from giving away the money. So I've been trying to find a way of, of not taking all of that in because I'm reading it. And when you read it, there's only so much you can do, especially if you're a decent, caring person. Uh, each person thinks their case is, you know, the most important thing. And it, and it is, it's their story. They want you to know their story. They want you to know what's happening, but you just, it's not possible to help, help everyone. So that's a hard thing for me uh, is to kind of constantly be carrying that. I can, I can visualize all of the people that have asked and you want to help, but you just can't help every single person, unfortunately. And there's a time we need to change the, there's a decorum of when you should be asking for money, when you should be talking about your story, when you should be requesting, Hey, retweet my pen, hey, get this out there. Uh, and that needs to be respected too, just like it would be in real life. You wouldn't just enter a conversation like that and be like, hey, can you retweet my pen? Can you, you know, can you come and do this for me? So I think that balance is uh, something that I hope that we can find soon on, on Twitter. I agree. I think that mutual respect is really important. I think in regards to the purpose for me is just, you know, again, it started with kind of promoting my businesses and talking about tech and I wasn't seeing a lot of interest there. And it's kind of morphed into this just kind of good vibes place. And I like keeping it that way. And of course there's sponsored things and there's other missions and things going on and recently adding super files and stuff like that. Aside from the super files, which of course I've said on my channel goes all back to the audience all of my giveaways, aside from the sponsor, are self-funded. You know, I have respect for people that do giveaways and they have uh, 
you know, they sponsor on other people's feeds and things like that. Personally, and this is a bold statement probably, but I don't really see a need for someone to take money from a bunch of people and give it to select few. I think if you're using your own money, that's something different. If you've got something sponsored or a partnership going on or a collaboration, that's something different. But these hosts that are taking money from their audiences to give to select few, um, that just doesn't ride well with me. And and so that's something I would say to those people that have those misconceptions about giveaway hosts. And um, yeah, you know, I, there is, of course, there's that guilt that comes afterwards and you're, when you're giving things away, uh, even just last week, I was saying to everyone, you know, I just can't get to everyone on every flash cash Friday. It's not possible. Wish we could, but uh, you know, just keep trying. And I think, if those followers or those community members that continue to be part of those conversations on a regular basis, those day-to-day tweets that aren't just about giveaways, they'll find that they get something more out of it too. And that's rewarding in, the, in its own respect. So, so I, I, as we wrap up, one of the things that I would love to get some input from you guys, because it's a tough question and I, I tend to ask those. When I see somebody entering a hundred giveaways a day, and it's not entering for fun or it's not entering for that extra thing, right? Because I don't enter giveaways. I don't enter on because I want my timeline to be one thing, right? I don't like retweets. So that's why I don't enter giveaways. Um, I will enter every single Funko Pop giveaway because I love Funko Pops. And that's just, and that's became kind of a joke. People will tag me in Funko Pop giveaway because they know I'll retweet those, right? But I refuse to retweet anybody's pin post because how can I decide fairly? Right. So I just say, no, I'm not doing it. So when you see these people entering a thousand giveaways and it's not for that extra, it's for that to eat for that day. How do you, in your mind, cause there's two ways you can go about it. You can be like, I feel sorry for them, but then there's another way you can go about it which I've even been to that place. I'm looking at it like at the amount of time you spent doing giveaways, you filled out resumes. You wouldn't be in this situation. And I've reached out to some of those people and I've offered resources, not money resources, and they've been denied. So when you see these people, do you ever get where you just want to say, stop it? You've got to find another avenue. Because if I went to my job every single day for 8 to 12 hours a day and I couldn't pay my bills, I'm going to find another job. Right. So so where do you where does your separation come and you know where how do you view those people because I've seen them both on both of y'all's giveaways every single time. Yeah. That's a good one because there is I'll have to kind of group it into different uh, segments. Let's say, you know, there's the, a huge uh, Indonesian and uh, Filipino following just in general in this community. And a lot of the times, you know, five, six, seven dollars goes a long ways for them. So I do understand them entering a lot of giveaways, increasing their chances to, to try to get something to change. But I also think about it from a common sense approach, which you just said which is, well, you're spending 10 hours a day doing this for maybe your luck to change. 
where you could possibly spend that time. Now, I don't know if they have the resources, but if you are providing resources, I would expect them to at least take that up because it's showing a lot of care uh, for their situation. I, I, it bothers me sometimes when I just see nothing but giveaways, giveaways, giveaways especially if they're entering uh, fake giveaways, uh, which, which is another issue too. This to me leads to a bigger thing, which is the big hosts who are constantly taking sponsorships and promoting promoters who they just do no vetting on whatsoever. So they're just bringing all of these other fake giveaways into the community. People trust the host promoting them. People enter them. We can ask a million people to block certain people. But then when these hosts promote them again, it opens up the whole cycle again. So it bothers me to see someone spending all their time doing that. But it's even more uh, frustrating for me when they're doing it with no chance of winning anything. In fact, they're doing it and they're wasting their time from potentially winning something. So it's a hard thing for me to answer because I, I don't know exactly the, the resources available to them. I don't know how they can make money. Is this their only way to make money? Uh, when they do win, it's like the blessing from God. They're so thankful. It's changed their life for the next month. So I can understand it. I do understand them uh, entering that. But I think that they might be happier win or lose with more of a balance and more of a, a community along with the giveaways on here. Because it, it's definitely going into uh, their everyday life. It's, it's affecting their mental health. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. So, so that's a bigger deal. Yeah, I think the, you know, there's probably different mental aspects that go into it. I guess, you know, I always tell people that the giveaways should be a supplement to your life, not your purpose. You're not going to get lucky with everyone, no matter how much time you spend. And, um, you know, they should just, that should add to your life. It shouldn't be your main goal. And that kind of touches on what I said before is just, you know, if you can get something more out of it, I think that'll give you a more regular benefit than that instant gratification you get from winning a giveaway if you have those conversations regularly and you have that support system that eventually gets built into your life when you're communicating in these communities that's what's a little bit more you know beneficial i guess but i'm still learning about the giveaway community i'm always messaging you both about different things and it's actually kind of news to me that people are entering 80 to 100 a day Mm. um i know people enter all day but that's a that's a high number but um i think we just have to keep in mind and that, you know, the giveaways are a supplement to your life. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not going to be your whole income. And I'll always remind people that, you know, I'm here for you. I'm happy to provide support, but uh, I'm also here for everybody else. And there's, right. there's things to go along with that. So, so as, as we close, we, we do have a question of the day that I ask every single guest I've ever had on the show. Um, no matter how personal it is, I will make everyone answer that. But before I, before I get to that, you touched on something there, Jamie, that I am extremely passionate about. So I want you guys' opinion on it. The one thing that I will call people out for is if you are a social media influencer, that's what we'll say, because it's not even the giveaway community. Um, I call it the, the Paul brother complex. Jake and uh, Logan love to do this. But when you tell your community 
because your guys' community looks up to you, right? Kevin, you're in a group with me, right? When I added you to that group, there were people in that group who looked to you almost like celebrity status. Like when you would come into my spaces, people were like, oh, wow, you had some big people in there. You had proof in the doof in there. And they, and they looked at you at this certain level. Same way with you, Jamie. When people see, one, the numbers you have, and when you comment back, everybody, it's almost like, and, and I'll have it too. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I have it too. They're like, oh, wow, that's laugh, right? So our community members look to us a certain way. And when we say the words, hey, I'm here for you. I care. And these people DM us. And we leave them on unread. We don't follow through with the words, I'm here for you. We don't respond. We are affecting those people's mental health more than you will ever imagine. Because my one of my biggest issues in life is fear of abandonment. I'm scared my wife's going to leave me if I say something wrong. Because my whole life, the people who I trusted left me. So if Jamie, you say on a post one day, hey guys, if you ever get down and you're just feeling times are rough, reach out to me. And I reach out to you because you told me I could. And yes, we're in a community and I don't know you personally. We've never shook hands. I just enter your giveaways and follow you. But I reach out to you and you never respond. That's another person who abandoned me. And that could be the last person who abandoned me. So I hate when people do that. I fucking can't. It is my biggest pet peeve in the world. And I know it'll get back to him. And I don't give a rat's ass because that's who I am. But automatic, Mr. Man, quit doing that shit to your community. Mm -hmm. Stop it today. I'll call him out. I don't care because I've done it before. Bill Pulte, quit doing that shit to your community. Jake, Logan. Paul, David Dobrik, all you big YouTubers who my kids watch and believe you are a little bit more than a video person because you engage enough to make them feel like you love them. Quit doing this shit. Don't say it if you can't do it. How do you guys feel about that? Have you seen it? And I'm not just talking. It, has, it really doesn't have to be Twitter. I could just go for hours on YouTubers that do it. But when we say the words, y'all are struggling or hurting, let me know. We have to mean it. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't think people should open that door unless they can follow through with that commitment to begin with. I think there's a difference between, you know, we're still all human at the end of the day. There's times when I get overwhelmed occasionally and I'll take some time to respond. But then there's people who are very clearly in it for the power, for the influence that uh, open that door and, and leverage those emotions and feelings. Um for, you know, probably uh, very selfish reasons. And uh, I think it is, you know, a little bit disturbing that they'll open that door and they'll, they'll offer that help. And then, uh, you know, it's crickets when they come to collect. Completely true. I, I mean, there's so many people are hanging on your words. And when you do that, you're, you're, you're playing on their emotions. It's getting you more support by doing that. It's giving you power. And if you don't follow through, it's really the power that you wanted from the beginning. 
So if you're going to say that, you you need to be able to have a time where you give them some level of undivided attention. I mean, if it means just allowing them to say something without judging them, or if it means you ask one or two questions to clarify or better understand their experience, then you have that chance to quickly kind of summarize what they've said. And from what I've seen, a very simple minute or so conversation that has those elements in it, you're, you're changing, you know, their, their focus, their mindset. I mean, Kevin, you're, you're doing that quite a bit. And same with you, Jamie, because you're listening to what each person says and you're responding in a thoughtful uh, and direct way to exactly what's being said, uh, which is, I, it's a big pet peeve of mine too. When people promise, that's what they're promising. That's what I want to change your life. I want everybody to win. I want, you know, all these things I'm here for you. Well, you don't know what that means to each person that each person's taking that and meaning, well, this person cares about me. And then if they reach out to you and you don't respond, you are putting them 100% in a, in a mental state that is, well, I'm not loved. I'm not cared for. He doesn't care about me. I haven't made enough of a voice for myself on here. No one cares about me. I didn't get a retweet. I didn't get this. He didn't even like the post that, you know, I tagged him in. And that's a cycle that I feel too sometimes. Um, so that's something that you have to be really, really careful with. Uh, I think I need to do a better job of sometimes putting out messages. Like I've been away for like four or five days and it's just unbelievable the amount of DMs I have. And I will get to all of them and I'll and apologize each time and say I was just taking care of some things in my in my life. I'm sorry to hear about this. Let me know where this is at now and let's have a quick conversation about it. Um, because those days that they haven't heard from you, all sorts of insecurities, things are going through their mind, which is really unfair if you've given them the platform to say, I'm here. You know, I'm here to, to, to hear from you. Love it. So now we get to the point of the question. Again, it has been asked to everybody from UFC Hall of Famers, authors, actors, no matter how personal, it does have to be answered. So we'll have Jamie first, let Kevin maul over it. So, Jamie, our question of every show is, what toppings do you put on your hot dogs? (laughs) Well, um, I like to choose from an array of fine mustards. Um, onions, occasionally sauerkraut, uh, relish, and that's about it. Wow, I can I can do that. When you say fine mustard, give me an example because <laughs> my my mustard in my house is brown, yellow. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially it. Okay. I just added fine to make it sound pretty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What about you, Kevin? Wow, that's almost exactly the same. Yeah, uh, ketchup, depending, dep- either brown or yellow mustard, just depends on the mood. Onions, sauerkraut. If I have jalapenos, I'll throw that on there. If I'm having, I'm, I don't just eat one hot dog. So let's say that there's three hot dogs at minimum. Uh, <laughs> and one of them is going to have the jalapenos on them. I might get freaky with one and go cream cheese what that's that's a thing here in seattle 
If you haven't had cream cheese on a hot dog, you need to try it. And then you can call me directly and say, I will. I love you, Kevin. I'm going to have cream (laughs) cheese. I will tomorrow have cream cheese on a hot dog and let you know. Now, I made a commitment to eat every hot, any hot dog that somebody's told me. And oh, nice. I've yeah. lost friendships because for some reason people think it's okay to put mayonnaise on a hot dog. Stop it. No, no. I can't do mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, yeah, a, yeah cream, I know. Cream cheese might, in your mind, fit in that category. It's a different thing. It. I'm going to get real into it here. There's something with the hot dog, the, with the hot dog that sticks to the cream cheese. And make sure it's evenly spread. Don't be one of these weirdos. It's spread it evenly on the bun. Okay. I want a, a perfect cream cheese per bite capita. Okay. Don't gap integrity, no gaps. <laughs> and you will be surprised. It's a big thing. Have you had that, Jamie? Cream cheese on a hot dog? I, I have not. I've had my meat many ways, but uh, <laughs> not cream cheese. No. <laughs> yes, you have. Never with cream cheese, though. I listen. I, I used to work with somebody who would sit in the back of the office and dip their Doritos in cream cheese. Oh, and I was like, "That's disgusting!" And they're like, "So one day they just came up and shut me up." And <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna tomorrow. I'm gonna try it. And then sometimes chili. I mean, it just depends. Good. You yeah, know. I could put anything on, on a hot dog. I will say, and Jamie, I want to know if you agree. I will say, I think Kevin's the first person I've met. If he has three hot dogs on a plate, each one's different. Yeah. That's fun. You got a hot dog tower, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I, you know, it, it started years ago. We talked about some heavy subjects, you know. We, we've had people on here who literally were in bed. And, and they did the whole podcast from bed, and they haven't got out of bed for two years because of depression. We've had people talk about grief. We recently, the show right before you guys is a young lady who escaped a cult. Like, we have some thick topics. So I always said, I need to find a way to just bring it at the end. So I make them think it's a real big, important question, and then we ask the hot dog question. Um, so as we sign off here... Um, where can people find you? And, you know, we talked a lot about Twitter because that's how we know each other. But I know you all are on some other social medias, um, just like me. Do understand, though, if you when you are plugging yourself, if you do say the word uh, Facebook. Um, on my show, Facebook is not social media. It's a cesspool of drama. Um, we do not do Facebook. But you are allowed to plug it. And everybody can go to laughforapurpose.com slash podcast. And all their links will be below. But, Kevin, uh, where can people find you and anything you got? In the in the works coming up. Uh, yeah, you can find me. I'm mostly on uh, Twitter, so at proof in the doof on Twitter. Yeah, I know it makes me laugh too. Uh, and it. really, that's the that's the best way uh, to find me on there. And my DMs are open, so yes. feel free to reach out to me on there. And, and yeah. he means it. So go to laughforpurpose.com slash podcast. You'll see that there. And right next to Kevin's all Kevin stuff, you're going to see a cool YouTube video. And go subscribe to that YouTube video. It is his son's. Uh, I love his son to death. So uh, that's going to be right there on our podcast page as well. And Jamie, how about you, my friend? Jay Timber on Twitter. That's R-E. And uh, I am on the nefarious Facebook, Jamie Timber. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's mainly it. 
Wow. See, you guys, you guys give this elegant thing about what Twitter can do differently, and I'm just like fucking edit button. You guys get all these answers. I'm like bullshit, and then all of a sudden, I realize that I've been saying Timbre this whole time because that's how I fucking read it, and it's Timber. Like not the last one. Did you say Timbre too, Kevin? I I did. It's <laughs> okay. It's spelling. I wonder. Do you have Do you have Safeway where you're at, Jamie? No. Oh, okay. There was no a Safeway. point in Safeway at the register before they completed your order would say thank you and say your last name. And for me, my last name is Sadly, and it's spelled Said Ali. So they would always say it incorrectly, and it drives me nuts. Because I would tell them, you're just ruining this transaction. Okay? Ask me how it's said. So sorry about saying your last name incorrectly. I almost prefer Timbre because every time I say Timber, someone's like, oh, the falling tree. And I'm like, no. (laughs) 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 Like the tree. Timbre sounds a lot more elegant, right? Like Jamie Timbre gave the answer you gave. Jamie Timber (laughs) said the edit button. Right? (laughs) So... Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on, and I know I can say it with their blessing, but to everybody who listens, let you know the three of us, we love you, we respect you, and if it comes down to it, we will protect you. So thank you all for listening. Gentlemen, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Kev. Thank you both. Such a pleasure. Wasn't that great? Weren't those guys great? I absolutely love those guys. It's a good friendship. We, When we started the idea of the podcast, we got into like a chat group, and it's just been one of the funnest things that I've ever been a part of. I become real friends with these guys. We, we talk, uh, not only social media, but our real-life events. We share a lot of laughs and a lot of tears, and I just love these guys to absolute death, and I'm, I'm proud to call them friends, proud to call them brothers. Um, And, you know, I know a lot of you are on social media and I know, you know, a percentage of my listeners are on Twitter and you see some of the things we spoke about. And I just want to talk to those people today who are struggling online, who are struggling to find their foot, right? Not so much that you're getting bullied or you're not winning a giveaway, but you're struggling to find your foot. You're on social media, you're putting in your posts, you're putting in your tweets, and you're not getting interactions, and you're, you feel like just maybe you're not seen. And I want to talk to you right now for a minute, and I want you to stop thinking you're not seen because you are seen. Maybe your tweets aren't seen. Maybe your posts don't get likes. Maybe you're not getting 100 retweets or 100 likes or maybe all that, but you're being seen. Don't put your value on what social media is telling you. Don't put your value on how many retweets because that's not you. Find the value in yourself. Find the love in yourself. Find the good things you do and pat yourself on the back because if you start letting other people define your worth, you're going to go down a hole that you don't want to be in. Your worth is so much more than how many likes and how many retweets and how many things. And you can say, Kevin, that's easy for you to say. You've got 20,000 people following you on Twitter and all your posts get 10 to 15 retweets and hundreds of likes and thousands of comments. And it's easy for you to say, I wasn't always there and I used to let myself be defined by the worth and now I don't care I don't look at my numbers I don't care because if my post touches one person that's all I needed to do and maybe you're posting and no one's commenting on it but you don't know the effect so be true to yourself find the love for yourself and be true to yourself because that is your worth don't let others define your worth to find your own worth and just remember I love you I respect you and if it comes down to it I will protect you
Thanks for coming for the Laugh for a Purpose podcast. I love you. <laughs>